Hello and welcome to the Technical Footballer Podcast, dedicated to creating better players with advice professionals all across the country. Today we're joined by Charlie Fogarty, MBE, as he talks about the importance of the first touch and how that's managed to help him all throughout his career. She used to play for Blues. Now she plays for Manchester City ladies. So even better. And when was it that you realised that your first touch became so important to you and your game? Obviously, you touched upon that you were one of the smaller players in a lot of your sides where your technical ability happened. At what sort of age was it for you, Charlie, where you started to realise, hang on a minute, this, this part of my game has to be really, really important in order for me to succeed yeah it was around age age sort of 13 14 you know um the the ages where you start going through puberty and you grow and get more athletic or most people grow i've never grown (laughs) but yeah um they're the ages the body start adapting and changing and you become quicker you, you get bigger muscles or something but so because of everyone everyone else was better at running or something they could cover ground in a short space of time for me always one of the smallest the first touch is very appropriate as it can allow you to open up and see the whole game in front of you or take it away from a defender. But it has to be crisp to allow you to get your second touch in if you want to have a dribble. Mm. I did, definitely. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Charlie, very much so. Um Again, looking at the the game and a lot of training sessions coming from the younger age groups, uh, the first touch is imperative. What what would you say about this the sort of second and third touch in in a in a in a situation as well? How important is that to sort of getting away from a, a defender? What what does that add to contribute to the the next phase of play? Do you feel? well well with that? But I think very much of it depends on what position. You, you find yourself in the field when you take them touches. If I give an example here, you look at, if you're Harry Maguire as centre-back, he usually, when he's taking his touches, has a lot of time. So he can take one, two, three, four, five touches with no pressure and allow himself to... It, it doesn't matter so much if it goes bad, but... If you talk about a player who's got a very good first touch is Bruno Fernandes or Kevin De Bruyne in centre mid where they need a good first touch to allow them for their second touch to take the ball. I think your first touch always has to be offline so your second touch can get you away. Oh, that's what I was always taught as a youngster. First touch offline, 
however you want. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, Glenn Huddle, one of my coaches, uh, used to say that to us all the time. It was a case of that that first touch takes you offline. Yeah. It, also brings, it brings defenders onto you. You know, yeah. it change, changes and opens up the angle of the game as well. So yeah. if definitely. you've got got players on the same wavelength with you you're you can play that little round the corner you know you can you yeah. just open so many more more options on the pitch you keep sort of manipulating the ball offline yeah definitely yeah. I, I agree and also i mean if if you like a de bruyne or a phil foden in that final around the 18 yard box of the opposition's goal and you have to do short one touch passing your first touch is that pass. It needs to be good and almost gentle so the other player can do another quick first touch with That's ease. Almost caressable, caressable. Exactly. Yeah, so, true. so true. No, no, no. I love, love what you're talking about there because the first touch is obviously what sets up everything. Um, <laughs> yes. I think it's up for debate sometimes which important um, is which touch is your most important. But for me, it's always your last touch about you know where do you leave the ball um, when the ball comes to you? Are yeah. you leaving the ball in a better place than when it came to you? Yeah. Are you able to serve it up on a platter and give it away to yeah. the next person yeah. in order for the game to flow? And just like you mentioned there, it's also dependent on that first touch. If you can get that first touch right, it just makes the second, the third, the fourth yeah. much more easier. And it's like, because I've been to academies, I know what the coaches say. And I was told that again and again, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been in an academy. So it might have changed now. I hope so. But I was always told, punch your passing make sure it gets there. But it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to control if you punch it in at someone as hard as you can. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a talking point, that one. I, I was yeah. taught exactly the same thing, and I feel as though, obviously, as you know, Charlie, you, you play for Northern Ireland, you, you go yeah. up the level. The higher the level, the more the players are able to deal with that kind of pass. Yeah. And... I suppose the more you train, the more repetition you have. The top players you see, the Man Citys, the Barcelonas, they yeah. they will put that ball in and they will have to deal with it or you won't see them in the team. No. So, you know, I mean, it is a situation where, you know, that, that pass, I, I believe that pass is better fired in. Again, it, 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 yeah. it's harder for the opposition to get to that ball as well. I feel when that, when that yeah. if you play, ball across the midfield, you know, it allows the defenders to, or the midfield to sort of regain their shape, get across the quick pitch quicker. But if it's fired in, for me personally, I feel as though you can't get there, you can't get there. All <laughs> moves faster than the man sure. in the you know I, I, mean? I, I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, um, this we could have a debate about this if you want. I mean... <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> if you watch Man City and Barcelona... And even Bayern Munich, etc. All the top teams, they don't never. Well, not not any time that I've watched them. Do I see it punch into their teammate? They feel it to their teammate. So I would 
like a bit like your comparison with sort of Harry Maguire and uh, De Bruyne. I would say there's a there's places on the pitch for that. So yeah. if you're playing, say, a through ball, for instance, yeah. I would guess you would you would feel it into that space, you know, for someone to. Or if you're playing in front of a in front of like a fullback running onto the ball, I would yeah. totally. But again, as the game is progressing, as you want to up the tempo of the match, I, yeah. I feel as though that the punch pass works just because yeah. it feeds up the play of the game. Yeah. You know, as a... That's it. It's about tempo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, and I think, yeah, um, i got to say I'm kind of in the state of limbo between both of you guys, but I think obviously there is more or less, it's very important to punch a pass into someone, but there's also a time and a place for it. Like yeah. you're looking in that number 10 position or there's a fullback really tied to a winger, then yeah, a, a punch is very, very important. But if you're, you know, 2-0 up and, you know, you feel like you can slow the tempo down, you can lend someone the ball and pass along yeah. and just get a, a little bit of a slower tempo, then absolutely. But yeah. with getting the, the punching as well, I think it's, I think it's important that like all the triggers are there for you. So obviously like someone standing side on, they're showing you their back foot. You can see like these are the visual clues that they're actually yeah. going to take that onto their back foot. Then yeah, you have to know when the punch is appropriate. So yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Yeah, for both of you, there's a time and a place for both. 100%. Definitely. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what else do you think goes into that first touch? So I'm thinking things like what Josh just said about being on your back foot, side on, awareness. How would you rate those in terms of importance on that first touch? Well, um, of course, they're all um, factors that will change how your touch is. Like, I feel, I find greatly that pressure allows for a better first touch. The less pressure you have on you, you, I, I feel anyway that you, you're given more time to kind of, if it goes wrong, it won't be so bad. But if you're under pressure and you need to get it right, it's like that one in 10 moment of it going absolutely spot on. Yeah. That you need it. So you do, you will check your shoulder and all this. But yeah, it's just about where you are on the pitch. Really. Do you prefer to have a man on your back when you're receiving a passer? Well, if I have a man on back, I ain't taking him in my back for am I? Yeah. Or I'll just do it over and not make him. Not make him. I mean, right, okay. And then just, just moving on from that, Charlie, to the next question I have for you. How much of taking a first touch do you think is based on your mentality like I know sometimes um, you know events and things can change in a game and so can your mental state um, the scoreline can also play an effect like how much do you think like a confident player is taking that first touch or maybe someone that's a little bit nervous or a little bit down mm. taking it yeah um Again, it's a very hard question, I believe. But um, I think the situation will affect it because if you're too down, you'll know you need to get your first touch right 
and good because your manager will be very he'll be, he'll be watching you like and then already be cross but for the other team who are tuning up they can relax and as much as like I was saying before about pressure being a big factor in deciding whether you're going to get it right or not because if you're two up, you'll be more likely to have a good first touch because you won't feel like it matters if you get it wrong so much. But if, you, if you're if losing, you'll need to get it right nine times out of ten. I think uh, I agree with you there, Charlie. I feel like confidence, as you said, Josh, is a big factor in that. You yeah. see where... Again, they've not touched the ball that often during a match and they've probably, yeah. I don't know, five, six situations in a game where, you know, their first touch counts and the ball's bouncing off them and stuff and you yeah. can see it really get into them. Um, again, the more you're having the ball during a game, I feel like it becomes second nature to you. You don't even think yeah. about the, no, the, the, no. what I mean. It just, you know, when that confidence yeah. is that that first touch is there more often than that. And then also, when if you do make one mistake... You know you're gonna fall another twenty times, so yeah. get over it pretty quickly, don't you? That's like how man see all feel now, because they dominate most games, like Arsenal under Arsene Wenger, because they dominate most games. Players will feel if they get it wrong, they'll get the ball back in a minute or two. That's right, yeah. So it'll be fun. They can put it right there. Like yeah. a message I was always told by my dad was. Get your first touch right. And then if you do that in the game, you'll have a good game because you get confidence from having a good first touch. And then confidence high, you're going to have the rest of your first touches should be good. Yeah, so like your first touch in the game, if you get that one right, breeze confidence. I suppose it's the same as well. Like if you make a good first pass, then you just you think, get yeah. into that game Greater day, aren't you? One pass at a yeah. time. Yeah. It's like at the start of a derby when you're going for a big tackle. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, let let your man know you're there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> don't want to get... Don't want to... I nearly tore that. Yeah. I don't want to get... Turned off. <laughs> don't worry, Joshua let it out. Yeah, mate, I'm quite handy with the old uh, um, editing lock. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. Um, epitomises... Uh, Matt's football look there. He's all about, you know, getting tackling, mate, straight in. <laughs> <laughs> the game's gone soft. I know. I know. <laughs> the world's gone soft in my opinion. Tony Pudis didn't take it far enough. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, unfortunately, the old boys are dying out now. They're probably, uh, getting a little bit thicker then. Um, but just, just to move on to the next question Charlie um, yeah. obviously you spoke about uh, you know your first touch um, and your technical ability being you know one of your stronger attributes yeah helped you from get you know from from, from club to club yeah actually in international status as well um, what sort of drills um, slash training methods or maybe it was your environment what exactly made your your, your first touch? so good and so strong do you think the best 
this is a really easy question, funnily enough, because the best game, I call it a game, really is a game, but the best training drill you can do to improve your first touch, I feel, is get up against the wall and you play slam with one of your mates and then like it. What what a game, it just like I mean, it's only one touch, but when you're on it, because when I was at Blues, I used to spend a lot of time in the dome on my own and just playing the ball off the wall and then taking the touch, playing it back, two touch. And that was my strongest point. Charlie, it's refreshing hearing you say something like that. You took it right back to basics. You stripped yeah. it right back. They were the same things that my dad would say that he he you know with the back in the day when they've got the small gym, small sweaty gyms, and you don't necessarily have a, a trading partner or a, a, a colleague to play with. And it's a case of to get better, you know, you use the yeah. resource around for you and a wall. You know, I still do it in my in my back garden now, where wall is you is can be your best friend. You know what I'm saying? It's just Definitely. that if you hit it right, it's back yeah. at yeah, like at different angles. Yeah. Like, Exactly. I mean, in my back garden, um, I've got a pretty big back garden. I'm quite lucky, to be fair. Um, and because my brother has just signed his scholar at Blues, um, what my dad had done is in the back, we've got the goal, we've got a goal, like over the top, and then about eighteen yards away, we've got we've built a wall that goes around and then up. And you can play it in any direction and hit a shot in the goal and the, uh, that will improve. Because my brother is a very good, powerful athlete. He's fast, he's tall, he's a good centre-back. But his technical ability probably needs progress. And having that done will certainly help. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, no. I just love how you've uh, you've spoken about the use of a wall, Charlie, because um, it's something that I do myself as well. Like, um, especially since you know lockdowns and COVID has occurred. Like, if you're looking at just you know brush up on your skills, just for me, just getting a few cones down like near the wall and just taking one there, taking practice, taking that first touch onto the other side of the cones, pass, pass, pass. It just it like it just does you the world of good. Because it gets in that repetition, you know, just practicing yeah. over and over again gets the muscle memory going. Yeah, uh, gets... because I don't know where you guys live, but where I live in Tully Hall, there's Tudor Grange, no, not Tudor Grange, Light Hall nearby. And uh, they've got a big wall at the back of their school. And in the six week holidays, my dad used to drive me up to Light Hall and we'd just play against the wall for hours. Didn't even get hungry. <laughs> Best thing about that as well is that anyone listening, they can just, as soon as they finish listening to this pod, they can just go straight outside and kick a ball against the wall and practice this drill. Yeah. yeah. So I've mean, smashed many a window. <laughs> <laughs> Did you punch the ball through the window or just, you know, feel it through the window? Well, <laughs> well I felt it through when it was glazing, <laughs> but most of them are double glazing. <laughs> okay, lovely. Lovely. No, 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 that's 
That's great. Yeah, no, no, you just can't deny a, a good old wall because, you know, you can pass it how how how, how hard you want and it'll, it'll come back yeah. at the same speed and distance, you know, you want it to. Yeah. But, I think, I think even um, in Dennis Burkham's biography, he, he spoke about how when he was a young boy at a grassroots level, he was just obsessed with the bounce of the football. Like he was just obsessed with, oh, if I kick the ball at this angle, it's going to make it come down this way. Or if I hit it, Wait, it's going to come down this way. So he was just like that. He was obsessed with just getting those touches in and and just seeing the ball bounce yeah. in 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 so many different ways. Um, and what a player as well. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's amazing. Um, with the with the angle at which a ball comes as well. It's like that thought process of how your the angle of how your foot should be as well. Yeah. You know, to be able to take that touch because if you just keep it in that normal position you know that ball's going all over the place yeah got to be able to angle your foot in different ways to counteract the spin and yeah the pace the trajectory all of that as well and so. the more you do it repetition becomes ingrained in the head definitely like nature yeah definitely so true and then um and then if we move on to the next question charlie uh do you think there's more to think about with your first touch um, in CP football in comparison to regular football? Um, for, uh, potentially, yes, because the games, we play seven aside and therefore, I mean, playing seven aside when you're five, six, is all right because you're quite small, but sometimes you have these big men playing seven aside matches. Your first touch has to be more important and better, so it's you keep it close to your body, but far enough away that you can get a good second touch. You don't want to get it stuck under your foot, foot, feet, but. A good example here would be Messi. He takes his first touch is so good all the time. So his second, third, fourth, he can dribble away, pass players. Yeah, I I agree with that, Charlie. And Charlie, I did a little bit of obviously research on your your playing career and stuff, and I noticed that you played in the was it the CP World Cup? Yeah, I've played in two of them. Two of them, and it was at the Intercontinental Championships as well. Yeah, that was in Denmark. Okay, brilliant. So, what would you say the standard of um, the players were like there? Obviously, at being at international level, was it? Uh, was it in- international? My first World Cup was in 2015. I was 18 years old, and I got two minutes in the whole tournament. So, I. I touched the ball maybe once. Okay. I think. Um, so that wasn't so much of an issue. But now I, I kind of play all the time. I'm sort of the George Best in, in my <laughs> team. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very imperative to have a good first touch, especially in CB football. And just on going back to your question, Clay, I think the standard, it's, it's international football, you know what I mean? 
it's it doesn't get any easier. That's the highest standard you can play at. So it's all the same. You know, whatever game you play, mm-hmm. you're going to meet a very talented player and you're in for a tough game. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite right. Quite right. Yeah, no, I like how you've, um, you've narrowed that down because, you know, by process of elimination, um, the less players you have on your team, um, the more important your first touch becomes, you know? Because yeah. all, all of a sudden, you're going to see the ball more, you're going to get more touches in, you're going to get more passes, yeah. you're going to get more dribbles in. Um, so, so therefore, yeah, first touch would um, definitely be more important in those aspects. And they're all technical as well. They're all technical aspects. That's m- most of what you're doing, say, football, I think. And it all has to be spot on, near enough. Mm. So the next player can have a good first touch. Mm. Yeah. And then if we move on to the next uh, question that I had for you, um, what would be your preference um, in taking a touch? Like where on the foot? I know you um, you spoke about how you're not sure on punches into the back foot um, at certain moments of the game. Do you prefer taking your first touch with the outside of the boot, or do you prefer taking more of an instep, or maybe it's 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 like a soul roll? What would you say is your favourite way to um, take touch? I'd say um, I'd probably take, and Matt would know from watching me play, I'd probably use my instep more, as that's more common sort of thing to do but again I'd say it very much depends on where the defender is around you because if he's coming at you from the side you're going to take it with your instep to go away but if he's coming at you that way you're going to use your outside foot to take it away from him if you're good like I am but I mean I've got George Best, don't I? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't like to go mind Trump here, but sometimes you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. George. Charlie, have you got any top tips for any kids watching on their first touch? Yeah, practice. Practice makes per- permanent. Mm. I like it. Any others? Give us two more. No pressure. Two more. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't worry if you make a mistake because don't worry about a thing. <laughs> no. Eddie, that bit out, please. <laughs> um, yeah. Two more. Um, I could give you one for my speeches. Never give up because you never know how close you are to achieving your target. And last thing, anything is possible. You just gotta work damn hard to do what you want. Well said. Well said. Definitely. Bro. Any more for any more? I think that's a good note to leave on.